Welcome back to the energetics of everything, your favorite place to learn about all things wealth, health, and personal development from an energetic perspective. If you are someone who is in pursuit of both being the best version of yourself and creating a wildly impactful life, then this is the place for you. Throughout this podcast, you will learn how to use my hindsight as your foresight as you identify your purpose, optimize your behavior patterns, and create a ripple effect of positive change that your soul knows you're capable of. My name is Eden Carpenter, and I am so excited to be a part of your personal growth today. Let's dive in. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the energetics of everything. I'm really, really excited to talk to you about today's topic. We're going to be discussing perfectionism and self-criticism. Before I really dive into that topic, I have some self-criticism that pops up every single episode when I say, I'm so excited to talk about this today, or I have a really juicy idea. I feel like every single episode, it's hard to get started because I'm excited about the topic, but I feel like I'm saying the same thing every time. And I don't always like saying the same thing, but it's so funny that we're talking about this and like, it's coming up right now. I have to be excited in order to talk about something. I literally do not bring an idea onto this podcast unless I'm excited about it. And so if it's authentic and if it's like, I'm super excited about it, if that's just how I start conversations, that's how I start conversations. And honestly, I don't have to worry about trying to come up with a unique intro every single time. I'm just being honest. I'm just having a conversation with you. And it's really not that big of a deal. So a little moment of self-criticism moved through right there. Fun little way to start this. But let's talk about perfectionism. Perfectionism is a really major theme that I have dealt with in my life. And I think it goes hand in hand with opinions and self-criticism. In my perspective, what we're talking about from a human design lens is gate 17 and gate 18. These are my North and South nodes. I have gate 17 defined three times in my chart and I have gate 18 twice. Let me just talk about my experience with gate 17 and 18. These are pairing partners in gene keys. And when you have a pairing partner, what that means is they're direct opposites. They are energies that balance each other out. And there's certain planets and there's certain things in the human design body graph, technically the rave mandala, kind of the planet planetary movement of things. There's certain things that happen and move at the same time. So for example, the sun and the earth are always moving in opposition. And so if you have a conscious sun in gate 17, your earth will be in 18, like every single time. It's the same for the opposite. If you have gate 18 as your conscious sun or an unconscious sun, the pairing partner will always be 17. The north and the south nodes also move in this pairing partner energy. I have gate 17 as both of my south nodes and gate 18 as both of my north nodes in my human design chart. And then 17 is also my unconscious Saturn. So that'll be interesting. I feel like my opinions are probably going to be really torn up and really thrown for a loop when my Saturn return comes in a couple of years. So that'll be a fun moment to experience, but that's like a two and a half year problem. That's a problem for two and a half years from now. And it's not relevant right now. So we don't really need to worry about that. 
But when I think about gate 17 and 18, these pairing partners and how opinions and judgment kind of bounce off of each other. So gate 17 is in the Ajna Center. It's all about opinions. It's logical. It's like the debating channel. This is something that like, if I have a strong opinion, I can pretty much convince anybody that I am right. And the facts that I state sound very factual. It sounds like a very logical argument with every single gate, every single gene key, the shadows are where the gift is created. It's where we find the gift. You don't cultivate the gift of each gate without experiencing the shadows. So for example, with gate 17, we have the gift of farsightedness. And so this gift of farsightedness, what it means is it's the perspective. It's this mental awareness of it's pattern recognition. When you're logically able to form an opinion and form a perspective, you're looking at information. This is on logical circuitry. It's able to recognize patterns and almost predict what's going to happen next. And so this farsightedness, this beautiful gift that is created through gate 17 is only created when you experience the shadows. You don't become farsighted. You're not able to just see and predict how patterns are going to unfold without forming opinions and without going between the reactive and the repressive shadows, which are opinionated and self-critical. So in my experience, opinionated, this is the reactive shadow of gate 17. And anytime we have a reactive shadow of a gate, it's almost like hyperactivity to me when I think about energetic maintenance. So really I think about the body. I think about the human body and equilibrium is where we're always trying to be. It's that perfect space of balance. And it's somewhere between the two extremes of too much and too little. We have so many systems in our body that work on like a negative feedback loop. And, you know, like if there's not enough of this, we're going to add more, but essentially you can either add or you can take away in the body. So let's say your sodium levels are off. Your sodium levels can either be too high or too low. We like our sodium to be in a very specific range in our bodies. And so if your body has too much, that's kind of hyperactive, you've got way too much going on. And what you're going to need to do is let go of some of that energy. And if you have not enough, you're going to want to get more. This is how I think about all of the gates and all of the channels and all of the things in human design, like the shadows, it's about finding balance. It's about finding equilibrium. Farsightedness is somewhere in the middle of self-critical and opinionated. So let's talk about those shadows. Opinionated is hyperactive. We've got way too much energy flowing through this gate. We've got way too much energy activating this gate 17. When I think about reactivity, I think about fear. I think about fear of like, whatever I say, it's not going to be enough. And so I have to do more and more and more and more with gate 17. This is an Aries gate. It's in the Ajna center. It's about perspective. It's reaching towards the throat center. So this is a projected channel that is going to share an opinion and it's going to come across. Like if you're really opinionated, if you're in that reactive shadow, you're not waiting for invitations. You're not waiting for any invitations. You are sharing your opinions, like unsolicited advice, all of your opinions, all of your ideas, just over and over and over again. And it's too much. 
it's too much. It's painful. The people around you don't want to be around you because you have so many opinions and you're going to let everyone know what your judgments are, what you believe, what you think, what your perspective is. And it can come across as very judgmental in my experience. So that's the hyperactive shadow is you are going to be letting everybody know what your opinions are. You are overacting. You are giving all of this information. You're looking for recognition with all of the reactive shadows, especially in projected channels. There's this fear of like, whatever I do, no matter how many opinions I share, it's not enough. You're trying to convince other people that you are right. So you go into this hyperactive over and over and over and over giving, sharing your opinions, and it's going to end up being repelling. So on the other side of that, where I tend to find myself more often, it's really interesting. In my journey, I had a lot of reactive shadows. I had a lot of reactive shadows in my life before I found human design, before I started doing this work. I was in this state of fear of like, whatever I do, it's not going to be enough. So I have to do more, 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 more. If I had an opinion, I would share it relentlessly. I would convince anyone who would listen of what my side was. And it's interesting that now I've learned about human design and I've learned about a lot of this and I've gone through my own experience with deconditioning. And what's happened is because I'm aware of these reactive shadows, I've almost overcorrected and gone into this repressive energy, or I've noticed the repressed energy a little bit more. So the repressed energy is it will go specifically in gate 17. Gate 17 is aware that it can be super opinionated. I know that I over explain things. I know I'm long-winded. I know not everyone wants to know all of the facts that pop into my head every single time I think about a single topic. On the other side of that, if I'm aware of that, I'm going to become very self-critical. As a projected channel, the 1762 channel is not designed to be turned around on you. It's not designed to be introspective. It's designed to be something that's supportive of the collective. It's on collective circuitry. It's designed to show other people. It's designed to be projected outwards, not necessarily projected inwards. What I have realized in my experience is I have been critical. I've been so self-critical over these past couple of months around my opinions. And I've almost been afraid to share my opinions. It's this like, I know that nothing is actually true. I know that this is just my opinion. And so I'm critical of myself before anyone else can be critical of me. And I think that a lot of this started happening when I got triggered. I used to share my opinions all the time. And I knew that like it was for some people. It was not for other people. It just worked. And I got a lot of judgment for it. I attracted a lot of people who disagreed with me. I attracted people who made whole long videos talking about how they don't like the way that I approach business and they don't like me in general. Like I experienced cyberbullying <laughs> as an adult in the entrepreneurial world, in this beautiful self-help human design community that I thought was super safe. And I thought was a great space for me to share my opinions. I was criticized and I was judged very, very harshly that created this conditioning of this fear of sharing my opinions. And so all of a sudden it was like, Oh, you have this opinion, but someone's probably going to judge you. So how can you state it in a way that's a little bit more 
omniscient, right? How can you state it in a way that's more perfect? How can you state it in a way that is applicable to everyone? And so instead of just sharing my opinion, I was justifying my right to that opinion. I was softening the blow. I found myself because I was so self-critical, like, it's not going to be good enough. It's not going to be good enough. They're going to judge you. This is wrong. You're saying this wrong. All of the things I became so self-critical that I like stopped being able to share my opinions and it led to almost silence. And it led to me really holding back a lot of my opinions because of that fear of judgment, that fear of like, what are other people going to think? So I feel like we've talked about gate 17. Let's dive into gate 18 before we kind of talk about perfectionism and self-criticism specifically in business. Gate 18. So the shadow here is judgment. And through the shadow of judgment, we create the gift of integrity. The shadows here, we have the reactive shadow of superiority, where essentially because you have this judgment, because you have this splenic awareness of what corrections need to be made, there's a sense of superiority because you're able to see the corrections that other people could make. You are able to see the things that they could improve on. Again, it's a projected channel here. So in order to share your judgments and stay in integrity, you want to be waiting for that invitation. But there's this reactive energy of like, I have all of the judgments. You need to correct this. You need to correct this. You need to correct this. And it's almost like because you have that awareness there's a superiority. Like I am better than other people because I know these corrections and I have to share them so that they can get better. And then on the other side, we have inferiority where you are judging yourself and you are comparing yourself to other people, but you are seeing yourself as less than 17 and 18 are pairing partners. They work together. And so the shadows kind of go hand in hand and will really feed off of each other. So when I'm opinionated, I'm also being judgmental. Opinions and judgment go hand in hand. When I'm being super opinionated, if I'm in the reactive shadows, I'm opinionated and I feel better than everyone else. I feel superior and I feel like I have a right to share my opinions. And I, I have the right opinion and you are wrong. I am not open to hearing what anyone else has to say. And that's the reactive shadow. But on the other side of that, this repressive shadow, I am extremely self-critical. I'm judging myself for everything that I think, everything that I do, every action, everything. And I feel like I am the absolute worst. I am zero in comparison to everyone else. It's really that energy of inferiority. So somewhere between being completely self-critical and being really opinionated, somewhere between inferiority and superiority, we find this energy of integrity and farsightedness. So what I've learned from these channels, what I've learned from having opinions and always being aware of what corrections need to be made and always being aware of how things could change, how things could become better in the future. When I think about perfectionism, I realize that perfection is not a destination. It is a journey. One of my favorite quotes that pops up occasionally when I'm downloading Canva graphics <laughs> and it's from Albert Einstein, I believe is like who it actually quotes, but it says perfection is achieved not when there's nothing left to do, but when, when there's nothing left to take away. That's what it says is perfection is reached not when there is nothing left to add, but when there's nothing that you can take away. For me in my business, in 
a creative life. I create eBooks. I create podcasts. I have conversations. I create courses. I do all of these things, right? There's always more I could say. There's always more I could add. There's always a different angle, a different approach, a different way I could have organized it, a different wording, a different analogy. There's always something that I could change. There's always a correction that could be made. And just because I'm aware of what I think could make an improvement doesn't mean that what I've created isn't good enough. For me, what I've realized, and like, I still do this where I will start a podcast episode, get 10 minutes into it. And then like, I have this moment of self-criticism and judgment and I will stop recording and I'll just say, no, I'm done. It's not perfect. It's not flowing right. I've lost my train of thought. I've lost track of where I'm going with this conversation. It's wrong. It's wrong. It's wrong. And I will hold myself back. I was recording episodes for Big Sacral Energy and I had this perfect plan of how all of the podcast episodes were going to go, how everything was going to flow, all of the things. And I recorded that first episode over 50 times. I spent two weeks trying to get through one episode, one conversation. And it was because I was so critical of it because I was so opinionated. I wasn't able to get anywhere. I wasn't acting in integrity. I wasn't creating anything perfect. All I was doing was bouncing back and forth between it has to be perfect. It has to be perfect. And it's not good enough because I was in that energy. I was very frustrated. I wasn't being productive. And so what I've realized is that there's always something else that you can add. There's always something more that you can do, but just because there's more that can be done doesn't mean that what you did wasn't enough. I have to come back to what is my intention and how can I stay in integrity? For me, staying in integrity is if I'm going to teach intuitive business, if I'm going to teach that it doesn't have to be perfect, then I have to be perfectly imperfect. I have to just show up and be in that energy. I can't be worried about too many opinions or anything like that. So creating this farsightedness, this ability to recognize patterns and kind of predict what's going to come next in my gate 17, and also being able to stay in integrity with gate 18, these gifts are created because I still, and I will continue to have moments of my life where I am extremely self-critical and I'm feeling inferior to everybody. And then I will have these moments of, I'm very opinionated. I feel like I am better than everyone else because I know certain things and no one else understands things the way that I do. I feel like we don't understand that The shadows are not a bad thing. The shadows are going to be there and you create that gift by oscillating between those two shadows. It's somewhere in the middle of feeling inferior and superior, right? Somewhere in the middle of feeling like what I've done is absolutely not enough and saying that like no one else could ever live up to my standards. Somewhere in the middle of that range is me staying in integrity. So superiority, this energy of like, I am this opinion, these judgments that I am better than other people keeps me in integrity because it raises the bar for me. It tells me that I have high standards. It keeps me in a space where I am pushing myself to be better than other people. I am pushing myself to be the best version of myself in every 
moment, I am stretching myself to reach into that superiority energy. And I'm staying in integrity by also holding the belief of, I could be worse than everyone. I could be less than everyone. I could be way worse at this one thing than anything else. But somewhere in the middle, we find integrity by realizing that I am human. I am less than some people for some people, right? I am not the right coach for some people. I am worse than other coaches for certain clients, but for other clients, I'm better. For certain people, I am the correct teacher. I am the correct mentor. But that means that in somebody's world, I'm going to be inferior. There's going to be certain people that believe things about human design that I disagree with. And in their world, I am less than them. I am inferior than them. I am not doing a good enough job. I am not doing what's in integrity for them. For them, I am out of integrity because of the approach that I am taking. They're going to judge me. They're going to have their opinions. But this farsightedness and this kind of the energy of perfectionism, like where we're really reaching here is if I am going to experience the duality of I could potentially be both inferior and superior to everyone else out there, if I'm holding that duality, it also means that everyone is equal. If anyone could be better or worse than anyone else in any moment, Judgment is labeling things as better or worse. Judgment is labeling things as correct or not correct. And we stay in integrity when we realize that perfection is not a destination. It's a journey. We stay in integrity by realizing when we're feeling inferior, when we're feeling like there's room for improvement. We stay in integrity when I check my ego of, I feel like I'm better than everyone else. I'm having this really big ego moment. I check myself and I'm like, yeah, okay, that's amazing. And other people's opinions are still valid. And so I'm not argumentative as much. (laughs) I'll say as much, depends on the situation. I'm not as argumentative, but I'm also not as self-critical because I recognize that everyone is perfect because also no one is perfect and perfection is so subjective and it's not actually real. It's not a destination. It's something that we continue to do. Perfection is a process. So when I think about business, a lot of these judgments and a lot of this criticism, a lot of these shadows really popped up around my business structure and things like Can I actually create a sustainable business if I'm not wanting to have a really strict plan? If I don't want to have a consistent launch schedule, if I don't want to run the same two programs over and over again, I see people who have certain business models and this part of me will judge it, right? I'm opinionated and I'm judgmental. I will judge my opinion of like, okay, am I being flippant? Am I being all over the place? Am I being chaotic by just following my intuition and just doing whatever the heck I want over here? The people who have a super strong plan, are those people better than me? I can look at that. I can observe that. And I can not get attached to anything. I don't have to be attached to the judgments that I see. I get to let go of it because I'm not actually looking for a final answer. I'm not looking for perfection. I'm not actually trying to figure out if I'm better than anyone or worse than anyone anymore. I'm not trying to see if I'm like super self-critical or if I'm supposed to be critical of other. I'm not trying to find an ultimate answer. As soon as I recognize the pattern of I'm judging myself, I'm looking at, am I inferior? Am I superior? If I'm questioning that, 
I can choose to stay in integrity and recognize, take a step back. And like, oh, I'm doing that thing where I'm bouncing back and forth between these two shadows. That's so interesting. And I can literally just in that moment, let go. I don't have to know if I'm better than them. I don't have to know if I'm worse than them. I don't have to prove anything. I don't have to share my opinion if I don't have an invitation. So in that moment, I look at, is it actually beneficial to me right here, right now to be questioning this? Is it benefiting me in the long run to be self-critical like this? By overly judging myself and being overly self-critical and feeling like I am the absolute worst person in the world, is that actually keeping me in integrity? No, because I'm an empowering person. Literally with gate 34 is my conscious son. Empowerment is such a big part of who I am. And if I'm going to stay in integrity with my overall design, I have to also be empowering myself. I can't be self-critical of myself. I have to give myself recognition. So both of these channels, when they're turned inwards, when I'm really judging myself, when I'm really self-critical, when I am comparing myself to other people, I realize that I'm not the intended subject. I am not the intended subject for those channels, for this conversation of trying to find perfection or trying to create opinions. I am not the subject. It's not about me. Those channels are invited. Those channels are when other people are curious about the corrections that could be made, they want a bigger picture perspective. And I'm able to offer that to them in the moments where it's correct, because I am constantly aware of every single factor that could make something inferior or superior. I have this judgment. I have this analyzing information, but it's not for me to judge me. If I am judging me, if I am just self-critical, if I am holding myself to a standard of perfection and I am aware of absolutely every detail that could ever possibly go wrong, I am setting myself up for failure because I will never be perfect in every correction that I do make there's still going to be something else that I could change because perfection, it's not about what else you can add. There's always more that you can do. And so it pulls me out of integrity when I'm trying to find perfection. It pulls me out of integrity when my opinions are about myself. It pulls me out of integrity when I am judging me instead of allowing that judgment to be used as a guiding tool for other people. I get to offer my corrections. I get to offer my advice. I get to share that with the world when it's invited. And that's when it's fun. That's when it feels good. That's when I feel great about the gifts that I have instead of me going back and forth in my head and looking at every single action that I take, every single belief that I have, every single thought that pops across my mind, like all of the things and judging it as like, this isn't good. This isn't good. This could be better. This could be better. This could be better. Because when I get stuck in that, I tear down my business. That shadow, that this is bad, this is inferior, that self-criticism, that repressive energy makes me tear down my business. When I take action from the shadow of self-criticism and inferiority, I shame spiral and I end up doing things like canceling things mid-launch. I end up doing things like not sharing the things that I want to share. I hold myself back. I cancel things. I delete things. I pull it from the internet and I hide because I'm repressing my energy. 
That's not what I want to do. So in my experience, when I'm working with, or if you've experienced any kind of like self-criticism or perfectionism, it's not about you. Congratulations on having this judgmental awareness and this ability to offer corrections, but know that when you're invited and when your opinion is needed, when your perspective is required, the invitation will be made apparent, but you don't have to judge yourself. You don't have to turn this around on you. What really supports you and what's going to support you is self-recognition in that moment. Instead of being critical or opinionated, that inferiority, superiority, judgment, and opinion, all of that, instead of staying there, take a step back and be like, oh, that's right. This isn't about me. And then you can literally just let it go. You can use some techniques like just thinking clear, clear. If you just say that word over and over and over again, like a command to your cells, a command to your unconscious to let go of that energy, to let go of that judgment, to let go of that attachment that you have, it's going to open you up for recognition. So as a projected channel, or these are projected traits, if you're here to offer perfectionistic energy, if you're here to offer judgment, if you're here to share your opinions, that's great. That's amazing. The invitations will be available to you. If you don't have an invitation, recognize the trait in yourself, recognize and just remind yourself of how things work. Say, oh, okay, cool. I've got some judgments popping up. Really, it's just thoughts. Really, it's just where my awareness is right now. And instead, I'm going to remove it. I'm going to take a step back and I'm going to look at myself as a bigger picture. Big picture, I am someone who has opinions and I am someone who has corrections, but these are things that in their highest frequency will be invited out of me and I'll be able to share them. It'll be effortless. I won't even think about it. They'll just flow out of me. It'll be beautiful. The right people will hear them and I don't need to waste my time and energy tearing myself down inside for absolutely no reason. So I'm not going to. And then you get to move on with your life. You get to move on with your life. So when you're experiencing the shadows, recognize that you're experiencing them because you hold the duality within you. You do with all of the gates that we have to find, we are holding the duality of those shadows. Anyone with gate 17, you have the duality of being both self-critical and extremely opinionated. All of the shadows, right? We hold the duality of both of them and we gain the skill of being able to fine tune and being able to attune to that gift frequency and find that gift frequency, find that space of balance, find that space of integrity, even though we're experiencing the shadows. So anytime I'm feeling self-critical, I get to recognize that if I am critical of every single action for the rest of my life, like far-sighted, big picture, that's not going to keep me in integrity. That's going to tear me down over and over and over again. That's not beneficial. So when I'm feeling self-critical, I get to recognize that incredible. I see this. I'm aware of this. And I'm choosing to look at the big picture. I'm choosing to let go of this. I'm recognizing that I have the self-critical energy and I'm also going to pull up that part of me that's really opinionated. So sometimes if I'm feeling one shadow, I'll almost go to the opposite spectrum. I'll see if I can find the other side so I can hold the entire duality in one moment. So if I'm feeling really inferior, I'm like, I am awful. I'm the worst person in the world. I shouldn't be running an online business. I don't know what I'm talking about. I will go to the other side of that. So human design is something that I talk about a lot, obviously, and it's something that I am very critical about. 
I am extremely critical around my own interpretations of it. And I'm very judgmental sometimes around, is this correct? Am I sharing the right thing? Is this too far away from the original interpretation? Do I know what I'm talking about? Am I just pulling this out of thin air? Or do I actually remember this? I'll go through this very self-critical, like I'm inferior. And then instead of getting stuck there, I'll play with, can I jump to the other spectrum? So instead I'll play with, What if I actually understand human design better than everyone else out there? What if I understand it in a way that is so different and so farsighted and so big picture that everyone should be learning from me? What if the people that are even extremely judgmental and really dislike the content that I have, what if I am the teacher they are waiting for? What if my interpretation is actually what they need to hear? They're just being judgmental towards me. So instead of being in this like inferiority, maybe everyone is right and I don't know what I'm talking about, I'll switch into the other side. What if it's actually the complete opposite? That's a fun way to play with it. And somewhere along the lines, if you're playing with both of the shadows, you will find that gift. That I think is all I have on gate 17 and 18 on being self-critical and a perfectionist. Perfection is a journey. You'll get there when you get there. I have also learned in my experience as a six line in her three line phase that unless I make enough of a mess, I don't have data to correct on. It's this energy of I could continue to try and create perfection, but until I've done something and actually messed it up, I'm not able to see what needs to be corrected. So it's almost like I need things outside of me in order to tell what needs to be corrected. Looking at staying in integrity and that farsightedness, the big picture is if I throw something out there and get the data that I need, if I take messy action, if I do something super, super cringy and get the data that I need, it's going to allow me to get to perfection quicker. It's going to allow me to make the corrections that I need to make sooner and faster than if I'm caught up in the shadows of trying to make it perfect the first time. So that's all I have for you today. Thank you so much for listening. And if you learned something, if you had an aha moment, if you want to share your experience with judgment, with perfectionism, please reach out to me. Please just slide into my DMs to have a conversation with me. I'd love to know your thoughts about the episode, your thoughts about the podcast in general, and we can keep this conversation going. I hope you have a beautiful day and I'll talk to you very soon.